I'm going to go ahead and do that, but I got to find some notes before we actually get going. Yeah. Are we recording? Yeah. But I am on a, there's my agenda for the day. There's my headlines for the day. And where I put them at? All right. There's where I put my uh, holidays at. I'll put that over here. Put that over there. <laughs> There's holidays. All right. We're all getting arranged. Arranging holidays. our jobs. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of a funny story. Me and Joe was talking about something. I can't remember what the heck we talked about. I no. got a joke. I'm going to use it if you want to hear it real quick. Do you want to get started first or tell it first? Let me tell it first because that way, if you don't, if I shouldn't be on there, you can cut it out. But it was what did O say to Q? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. Your junk is hanging out. Oh, oh. <laughs> your your stuff's hanging out. Yeah, so I was like, it's not really dirty, but it's, I don't know. Your, your pants are unzipped, huh? <laughs> yeah. Your little thing's hanging out there, Q. You're, so you're hanging you ha- leave it hangy off, downy you parts. Can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. You already went, you hope, because uh, we ain't gonna stop now. Because this is the podcast that sounds funny. And this is the week of August 17th, 2021, episode 42. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and joined with me today are Terry and Jill. And possibly a TV in the background because we uh, have kids all in school except for the youngest one, and she goes to kindergarten in two weeks. Oh, wow. She has the TV all to herself. No wonder she's enjoying it. <laughs> she can watch whatever she wants. Right. No brothers that terrorize with the remote control. <laughs> all right. Well, so hey, yeah, here we are. We like to open up with uh, what's new. Does anyone have a question? Uh, this is kind of the part of the show. We can tell a, a classic, funny life family story. Maybe something about what we're reading, watching, doing. So, you guys want to jump on that, or well, yes, yeah. you want to go ahead. I got a story. It's not too. It's not funny, but I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. I have a twenty-four foot pool, and yesterday I wanted to get in my pool. I haven't been able to get in my pool in a couple. And there was a naked, skinny, dipping woman. <laughs> and no, an alligator. Uh, alligator. <laughs> I got all my alligator, skinny, dipping woman. <laughs> I got all my stuff in my hip bag that I take out to my pool. My EpiPens, my sunscreen, everything. Got my little radio. I took my Victor Eater out to listen to. I put everything down the table. I went to step on the top step, and I'm like, oh, great. There was no water on the top step, so I got in the pool. Yep. I'm in, you know, my, I, on the, my swimming pool pump, my top hose likes to pop off all the time. Now, that's a physics thing. So, so it pumps your, your water into the ground, huh? Right, right. <laughs> it's like the, the skimmer basket, you know, the water has to be at a certain level and it goes through and gets pumped into the filter. And then it goes through another hose up into the sand filter. 
from the pump. And so that hose depend it does this all the time every year. I've noticed what whatever it hits 90 degrees or more, the thing pops off because you put it on when you open your pool, it's still kind of cool outside. You know, when it's 70, 80 degrees outside, it's fine. Whenever it gets 90 or 100 degrees, that plastic hose gets more flexible and it just goes poof and goes shooting up. And so that happened. So I lost about six inches of water, had to refill it. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like it had a swamp in the side yard there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. How many gallons? Yeah. 10,000 gallons in the side yard. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably about 4,000 gallons. That's about a third of my water. I think there's 13,000 gallons in the pool. Wow. Thousand gallons and thirty five hundred gallons or something like that. <laughs> you counted them all. Yeah, yeah. And so I <laughs> so I to turn the turn the pump off, put the hose back in it. Say that but see whenever you hop in the water, doesn't it raise it up over the top <laughs> If you had a bunch of people in the water, gonna, I called my grandsons and said, Yeah, I want to go swimming. Because my youngest grandson, when the pool's full. He can't touch the bottom, but when the water gets dumped out like that, I call him down here because then he can swim and doesn't have to put on no floaties. He can. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, I don't That's know what I got. I guess, awful lot new, other than hey, this is the first week that all the kids are back to school uh, except for the little one, and she's biding her time. Two weeks from yeah. now, she'll be joining them. They're they're at school all day. Last is it year, all day kindergarten? Yeah. Oh, cool. Last year with you know COVID, they only had about a half a day. They would get home at I think around two instead of around three thirty ish or so. But they've been going the full day. Uh, so our, our school district has done the mask mandate, which the kids are like, oh, well, it sucks to be you, but that's what the school board says. If it was no. up to me, I'd tell you, don't forget about it. Don't worry about it. But the school board says, so I got a feeling it won't last very long. Get them, right. all, get them all their shots and they can. Then they, oh, they got to be a well, certain age. Kids under youngest. 12 aren't authorized for shots. The FDA is supposed to be approving. Uh, well, that's shots what they should do. That's what I'm this saying. This week. Um, but even for kids under 12, it won't be approved. There, there's a lot of science that says that kids don't need it there's of course political groups that say the kids should have it and i, I would go with the science and the political yeah. and, and there's some stuff i read this morning uh, some you know doctors who are into that kind of thing into cdc watching and immune diseases and they're basically saying that it, you, you have if you're vaccinated, you're, you're you're fine. But if you're not vaccinated, you have two categories: either you've already had COVID, and therefore you're you have the same immunities as somebody who's vaccinated. And studies tend to prove that. Or you're not vaccinated, or and you, you haven't had COVID, and you will eventually. So you might yeah. get the shot if you haven't had it. All right. And, and that's that's my feeling about it. Is if you. People say, oh, I'm, I'm immune. I haven't had it yet. All that means is you haven't had it yet. <laughs> you better either catch it quick and get over it or get the shot. And get over it. Yeah. I heard today's Robert De Niro's birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
Okay, well, my story just happened last night at the Muni. We went and seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Did you get one? No, I left the stage all to theirself. We actually got to sit close. I think we were in row F, so we were only back, like, what would that be, four or five rows from the stage? We were really close. Yep, and we all had our snacks and everything. We're sitting, waiting, and they have everybody stand up for the singing of the national anthem oh they do that huh? yeah. yeah and so we stood up now it wasn't funny for the poor girl last night our new newest member to our mcab dropped her nachos that she just purchased oh man but luckily the workers seen you know because you got to stand up for the national anthem while trying to hold a drink and a cane and the nachos and everything it's just <laughs> nice. too much and so they actually let her get more so that was really nice of the muni to yeah you know, they cleaned up that mess real quick and brought her another batch of nachos but well if anybody had their guide dog they could have cleaned it up yeah well uh, our brother left his at home because i told him about you taking yours once and people complaining because it yeah, was too hot but it wasn't too bad last night. The weather was nice. And, yeah. And like you're saying, some people had masks on, some didn't. So it was probably 50-50. Because yeah. I had mine with me and I asked uh, our sister-in-law and the driver, the two different people, you know, should I put it on? Well, if you've had your shots, you don't need to. But if you feel comfortable, put it on. <laughs> on to holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays. And I was going to say about holidays, I was going to say a while ago, but I forget how I got sidetracked now. Uh, you mentioned uh, somebody having a birthday. Now, I know sometimes on my holiday list that will mention people's birthdays, but I don't see any birthdays on today because all we have today uh august 10th is national black cat appreciation day it's not and, the 10th Keith. huh it's not the 10th today today's oh, like the, the 15th, 15th. 16th. i'm sorry 15th. it's august 17th okay i don't national know what cat it is i don't know i'm gonna say it one more time august <laughs> 17th tuesday national That's black right. cat appreciation day and National Thrift Shop Day. I don't see any birthdays on here today. So I, I, I don't think my holiday calendar catches birthdays. Otherwise, we have birthdays every day. On there. But yeah, Thrift Shop. Hang out your, at your uh, Salvation Army, your Goodwill. Pick up some, some toys for your black cat. <laughs> Celebrate. Um, black cat day. Was you going to say something? I can go on. No, no, go ahead. No, no, we're just making silly. August 18th, uh, it is Asherah. I haven't got a clue, but it sounds Babylonian to me. Uh-huh. Uh, National Asherah, Couples Asherah, Day. Asherah. National Fajita Day. Hmm. I got the I hot like sauce. Fajita. Eat a fajita with your favorite, favorite other person couple. And yeah, the Asher, I don't know. Make a pole and dance around it? Uh, (laughs) Whatever. Uh, August 19th, Thursday, National Aviation Day, National Potato Day. (laughs) 
National Soft Ice Cream Day, mm. World Humanitarian Day, World Photo Day. Wow, a lot of stuff. So take a photo while you're flying around your plane eating ice cream. <laughs> eating a French fry, a potato, yeah. and some ice cream. <laughs> you know, some some French sugar. fry potato is dipped in soft serve ice cream is one of my wife's favorite things to eat. Ooh, weird. Yes, she is. <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> Uh, August 28th, Friday, Gold Cup Parade. I don't know what that means. If it's a gold cup for like a trophy or a gold cup is what the athletes wear in the front of their uh, <laughs> pants when they're playing something special. I don't know. Uh, it's, oh, get this. It's not only pie. It's not only pecan pie. It is National Chocolate Pecan Pie Day. Oh, boy. All that so, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, National Lemonade Day, so you can wash that ooey-gooey treat down. National Radio Day. St. Stephen's Day. World Mosquito Day. Yeah. <laughs> Clap your hands for all those mosquitoes out there as they land on your arm. <laughs> who, hey. who gave mosquitoes their own day? Holy cow. That's crazy. That's the one day of the year you're not supposed to squish them. <laughs> I guess so. It's, you know, uh, be nice to a mosquito day. Let it drink all the blood at once. Oh, I killed a bunch yesterday. <laughs> they were all over. I guess mosquitoes get a pardon on that day. Yeah. But I thought St. Stephen was the same uh, as King Wenceslaus, who happens to be celebrated at Christmas time. So I don't know what that's all about. I'll have to ask a Catholic about that one, St. Stephen. Mm-hmm. I do not know. Uh, moving on, August 21st, Saturday, International Homeless Animal Day. Homeless oh, animal. Be nice to an alley cat. Because <laughs> he might be that guy from the Aristocats. Yeah. I'm a so Mally. <laughs> uh, it's also a National Senior Citizens Day. Manoya Kino Day. Haven't got a clue. It sounds Hawaiian to me. Or maybe Jewish. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Uh, August 22nd, Sunday. National Take Your Cat to the Vet Day. Who is it with cats this week? I know. We have Black Cat Day, Alley or Homeless Cat Day. We're going to take them to the vet on Sunday. I know vets are open on Sunday. Well, Alexis. National Tooth Fairy Day. <laughs> it is Anum, whatever the heck that means. World I think it's Plant. The beginning of autumn. <laughs> One minute. Oh no, it's spelled O N A M. Onum. Onum. Uh, it's huh. also World Plant Milk Day. Plant milk. milk? Yeah, I've heard of a milkweed. Milk. Is that what that means? I don't know. You're supposed to try to milk your plant that day. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, maybe a soy milk. Sure. I, I maybe. Uh, but, you know, the thing about taking your cat to the vet on Sunday, you, you know, cats don't like to go to the doctor anyway. Right. So I guess you could take your cat to the vet and drive by because they're closed and the cat will be like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure that is kind of crazy. A lot of vets, like you know, any doctor ain't open on the weekend. They, I don't know, maybe they are for something special, but who knows? I'm going to say uh-huh. 
That's, a, that's an odd day for taking animal to a vet. Um, August 23rd, Monday, cheap flight day. Hey, you know, I bet there's some cheap flights right now going into Afghanistan. Oh, no, I wouldn't <laughs> want to go there. You got to hold on to the airplane tight. Not <laughs> coming out of Afghanistan may be more expensive, but going in maybe a lot cheaper. Uh, it is help unit coordinators day. Help I'm not sure what that means. I, I know there's a help desk technician who, like when you call tech support, so maybe the help unit coordinator. Oh, no, it's health. H-E-A-L-T-H. Health. Oh. Okay, that's different then. <laughs> maybe yeah. that's, you know, your, your nurse's supervisor or something. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but it's their day. Uh, it's also National Cuban Sandwich Day, National oh. Heroes Day, National Sponge Cake Day. Wow! So, would a would a Cuban sandwich would that be the same as a fajita? Because we already had that this week. <laughs> I, I don't or know. A, a Cuban sandwich would that be a taco, or is that more Mexican? Uh, we'll have to find a Cuban. <laughs> we have to find a Cuban listener out there, and he can tell us what a Cuban sandwich is. But yeah, I think it's interesting. It's National Heroes Day. I wonder if that means sandwich or means like you know firefighters or something like that. Yeah, it but could go either way. Yeah, National Sponge Cake. Hey, that's always good. We know what that is. Yeah. And just to round out the week, because you, our listeners won't be listening while we're recording next Tuesday, the eight, I'm sorry, the 24th uh, will be Kobe Bryant Day, National Waffle Day, Pluto Demoted Day. I guess, you know, Mickey's dog is no longer his dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it has to do with the planet. Yeah. Must be like the day that they demoted it to not be a planet. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, whoosh, there's our holidays. Some days with very few and some days with a whole bunch and yep. several with days that makes make you want to scratch your head and say, What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Right. So moving on along, it's time for our news segment. We get to talk about the crazy news that don't quite make it to the headlines. <laughs> Real news items. I've got four, three animal stories and a people story. Well, well you a, go right ahead. I have a story that I think Terry might have already done before. So if, if, if it sounds familiar, I'll skip it and we can move on. But go you can Terry. go first, Terry. Well, I didn't say I was ready. But oh, just a second. Okay, so I got a story in in Los Angeles, of all places, in a supermarket. Now, last week it was a restaurant. In a supermarket, there was three or four bears that wandered into a grocery store. Yeah. And they were, the police were called... The customers were screaming, running around, trying to get away from the bears. They were all in the fish aisle, probably. Well, there's Yogi and Boo Boo skipping the picnic basket. They're going after this first source. Get them frozen fish sticks or something. But they came in and they tranquilized the bears and they got them out of there. But another bear story was in the news. 
Hmm. And, wow. You know, I, I've heard of uh, lion's foods. They have that in the South, I believe. I haven't heard of a, you know, a bear's or a cub's uh, supermarket. <laughs> yeah, there was a cub's, I thought, in Springfield. Oh, was it? Cub's food store, I think. Wow. But was, I don't know. They went in the wrong store. They went to L.A. instead of Springfield, and they, Illinois. And they yeah. went on a Saturday, too. That's a busy shopping day. You know, <laughs> supplies take back well, to the other this bears. Place is pretty hopping day. Let's what all the people are getting today. <laughs> hey, they might have been looking cart. for might have been looking for Goldilocks. I know she's in here somewhere. <laughs> I'm waiting more porridge. Yeah. It says when the police came though, there was only one bear found in the store. So the uh-huh. others hiding in the back room. So we'll have to see you next. Week. It was hiding behind a box <laughs> of animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see me. <laughs> Stand there holding a handful of cigars like the wooden Indians. Yeah. It was laying on the floor like a rug. Don't rug. move. I'm a rug. Yeah, I'm a rug. <laughs> Do you want to go with Jill or I can? Sure, I can go. My first story is about a man that finds $130,000 taped to the bottom of his refrigerator, <laughs> oh, his used refrigerator. He had got it, he ordered it from Amazon. And it happened in South Korea. And they he said he was cleaning it and he found the cash taped to the bottom of the refrigerator. Uh-huh. But since it happened in Singapore, I'm assuming it's whatever kind of money they use. It's not American money. I wish they would have said what it was exactly and then let us know like the difference and well, yeah. Well, maybe it was like to do sometimes so many euros equals so many dollars. The official currency in Singapore is the Singapore dollar. David. What are you doing? Nothing, Callie. Just looking up what kind of currency is used in Singapore. Why are you doing that? You aren't trying to help out Keith and Terry again, are you? Who me? No way. I'm just curious. Hey, can you read that information right there? Singapore dollars comes in bill denominations of and $10,000. Of course exchange rates vary, but the Singapore dollar holds fairly closely to the US dollar. I wonder what kind of coins they use. It says here, there are quite a few coins in Singapore. The coins in circulation in Singapore are 5 cent, 10 cent, 20 cent, 50 cent, and 1 dollar coins. Thanks, Callie. Now back to the show. David. What? I hate you. I know it. I love you, too. Yeah. They broke it down to dollar, or U.S. dollars for the headline, but I thought that headline was funny. I saw it, too, because I just went and picked up a used refrigerator. And from so you me. immediately checked the bottom. <laughs> I made sure I checked the bottom of it. <laughs> checked the bottom, checked the back. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I may want to check my refrigerator, but mine's not used well it was used it was in the house we moved in <laughs> well not, mine aren't used we have two fridges and we, we got it they were both well the no, one i know is new the other one i'm pretty sure was new so if there's money under there it's because somebody in the family hit it there <laughs> yeah but uh they're trying to figure out since this guy found the money the investigators are trying to figure out who sold the refrigerator to him to see if they of course want their money back but if they can't figure out who sold it to him, he gets to keep the money. But if well, the government a, finds out it was dirty money, they're going to want it. So, 
Well, I, I, I don't know why they would money good. <laughs> get the police involved. I mean, it, 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 would that be me? I think I would be contacting, say, the appliance store and say, hey, uh, are you missing any money, leaving it open-ended? And can you tell me who sold you this fridge? And you call them and you say, are you missing any money? And leave They'll be coming to pick that refrigerator up. <laughs> and then, yeah, he uh, bought it off Amazon, I think, though. Some company that are uh, similar to Amazon. I don't know if it's in that uh, Korea well, or South Korea. Well, in that I case, think. probably Amazon was just a delivery. So you yeah. just contact the seller and you say, hey, um, are you, was there anything in this refrigerator that you, you accidentally forgot? And if they answer right, because they might think, oh, it's a screwdriver. Oh, it's a hammer. Oh, it's a wrench. <laughs> no, you're not even close. Sorry. Yep. Then, but if I was the guy, I don't think I would have said anything. I would have just said, oh, look what I found and been happy. I would, I don't know, maybe I'm bad. <laughs> cash is cash. Well, yeah. you know, doing the right, at least you're, it would be attempting to do the right thing, you know, contacting. But like, like anything, like even with a wallet or a watch, oh, I found this. You say, hey, uh, store or wherever you found us at, did someone say they lost a wallet? Oh, no, not yet. Okay, when they do, have them contact me. Or you can yeah. say, you know, if you want to leave with them. But let's say you say, have them contact me. Oh, uh, Betty Joe, uh, I lost my wallet. Uh, is it brown? Does it have the initials, uh, you know, BJS on it? You know, Betty Joe Smith or something? Did it have, uh, if they can identify it, then great, here it is. Yeah. yeah. If they give you a bogus description, then that's that's why you say you found something, but leave it open ended. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, my story, and I think this may have been done uh, about gutter ball. Michigan man finds 160 bowling balls under his home. Didn't we read that already, Terry? No. A Michigan man finds bowling balls under his home. <laughs> I saw it. We never did it on the show. Oh, okay. We're going to do it now. <laughs> uh, Norton Shores, Michigan, I think is a place. Uh, a Michigan man made a striking discovery under his house when he went to demolish his back stairs about 160 bowling balls. Wow. <laughs> Where's David the shoes? Olsen found one Olsen. ball buried in the sand behind cinder blocks. And as he kept digging out the sand, he kept finding more and more bowling balls. Uh, I was actually a bit happy about that, he says, because it was a lot easier to roll bowling balls out of the way than moving all that sand and, and figuring out where <laughs> to put it. Uh, Olson believes that there are even more buried under his home. He contacted the maker of the bowling balls, Brunswick Bowling Products, which had a plant nearby, and they said the balls were made in the 1950s. Uh, he also said that former employees contacted him and told him that people would take uh, scrap bowling balls home <laughs> to use as alternative to gravel or sand or you know, landscape filler. Huh. Uh, Brunswick shut down the Muskegon plant in 2006. Uh, Olson said that many of the balls are not in good shape. Uh, they don't have finger holes and they're not polished. He has donated some and he plans to give more to a local Muskegon 
a museum and he'll use the rest for landscaping and to make sculptures. That's funny. I thought maybe it was a bowling ball cemetery or something where once they're done <laughs> bowling so many times they take them and bury them in this Yeah, that, that could be it. Yeah, it, it is signed to our like, uh, defects or rejects off the factory line and instead of dumpster and people just took them home and using it for landfill. <laughs> we did wow. that story before where the guy had his dead dad's ashes in the bowling ball. Yeah, we did do that one before. Yeah. Anyway, it's your turn there, Terry. Okay, I have a story in Pennsylvania. I think it says, I'm trying, it says, I believe Midland, Pennsylvania. Police are on the lookout because <gasps> there was a three-foot alligator crossing the road. <laughs> and the crossing guard sign out. Orange, orange crossing guard vest. <laughs> they, they said they were. It was crossing. It was spotted crossing New England Street. They, the police came and they shouted and and it, but it didn't respond to any of the names they called. Here, Allie. Here, Gator. <laughs> anyway, alligator was seen crossing the road in Pennsylvania. There's like a joke like that, you know? Why did yeah, I wonder what he was crossing it for? Why did the alligator cross the road? To get close by you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they're still looking for this alligator. They, they, for some reason, they haven't caught it. Huh. They're wandering the streets. Three-foot-long gator out there in Pennsylvania. It's a homeless gator. <laughs> yeah, got a tin cup begging for nickels or something. <laughs> I hope we don't have a holiday. Be nice to your homeless alligators. <laughs> we had that mosquito holiday, so you never can tell. Yeah, well, there was one. Be nice to your homeless animals or homeless cats. Yeah, yeah that's that's there. Yes, they better catch it before a few more months when it gets a little cold up there. They'll find it frozen. Yeah, frozen sewer gator. So what you got there, Jill? <laughs> well. We went to a wedding over the weekend, and this story's about you a did. wedding cake that I got. Oh. <laughs> Princess Diana and Prince oh. Charles were married in 1981, and they had a piece of wedding cake. Okay, they're married the July 27th. A slice of their cake was auctioned off. It was over $2,500. And uh, I don't know if the guy that bought it is actually going to eat it or have it covered in bronze or what what would you do with a piece of cake that's over 30 years old i, I would it's... hope it has been stored in a freezer somewhere <laughs> yeah i'm wondering if it's freezer burned or <laughs> yeah. but yeah it said it was frozen and this guy jerry layton from leeds england he's the one that bought it and uh yeah i'm not sure what he's gonna do with it hmm. it was in a cookie like a metal Fruitcake tent or something. Maybe he was smoking marijuana and had the munchies on. <laughs> yeah, he would be an expensive piece of cake to eat. Don't eat the cake. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your cake is stale, dude. <laughs> oh, no. No, it said the cake weighed 28 ounces. That's a pound. That's a big, well, that's a big piece is a of pound, cake. So that's a pound and a half. Or at least All right, so that was a big piece of cake but it did say that it was decorated with their coat coat of arms yeah and... that well that could have been done an icing or sugar or yeah something. Huh. wow 
But yeah. and also said that it was one of twenty three cakes that was made for that wedding. So I guess oh, they had everybody yeah. in the neighborhood making cakes for. But there was probably quite a few people well, there. Probably was... souvenir cakes. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe it's made out of plaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be preserved for posterity, not to be eaten to begin with. Who knows? Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what somebody would do with food that they paid that much money for. Would leave it sit in the freezer and not even do nothing with it? Or no, I mean. Who knows? I mean, even like artwork, you buy artwork for lots of money and it just hangs on your wall yeah, to look yeah. at, you know. Yeah, but you can look at it. But if this is in your freezer wrapped up, you'd have to get out every now and then and go, I bought this. Look, isn't it beautiful? Put it back in the freezer. Yeah, have it in Tupperware <laughs> so the ice crystals don't ruin the icing or something. Yeah. Yeah. Pull it out I just thought that it. was a really strange story when people buy food for lots of money and yeah. wow. what are you going to do with it? <laughs> well, my next one, uh, got to get back on that alligator theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a Florida man tries to throw a live alligator on top of a building. <laughs> Have you heard about this? No. This is such a bizarre story. Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, a Florida man told police officers he was trying to teach it a lesson. <laughs> when he tried to throw a live alligator that he had stolen from the miniature golf course onto the roof of a cocktail lounge. <laughs> so, wow, there's a big mix. He stole it from a, a miniature golf course. So you're telling me they had a live alligator at a miniature golf course. <laughs> I've seen plenty of statues of them. Done in metal or concrete or whatever. I've never seen a live one at a Metro Golf Course. But it goes on. Um, The Daytona police officers spotted him attempting to throw the gator onto the roof of the cocktail lounge uh, located off of Highway 1A. Um, The officers uh, saw the man take the alligator by its tail, hit it against the awning of the building, <laughs> throw it to the ground, stomp on it twice. <laughs> this is weird. I'm done. Uh, uh, the man from Homestead, Florida, was taken into custody and uh, charged. I've been there. Yeah, and charged <laughs> with possession of. Oh, in charge of possession and injury of an alligator, <laughs> unarmed burglary of an occupied dwelling, theft and criminal, criminal mischief. Uh, the man told officers he stole the gator from an enclosure at a nearby Metro Golf Course. Uh, in an online court docket showed the man had no attorney at this point. So, <laughs> wow. So the dude was probably strolling by a metro golf course sees an alligator apparently has some kind of altercation with it <laughs> gets that <laughs> at it he uses it by the tail slick slapping it against awning yeah well yeah just to kind of sum that up the guy just sees this gator takes it out of the metro golf grabs it by the tail slams it against the building throws it on top he must have been high on something. That's all I'm going to say. 
Well, he might have tried to play miniature golf and hit the ball. You know how sometimes oh. it goes up in the, in the fake alligator's mouth and comes out his backside? That alligator probably swallowed his ball and wouldn't give it back. Uh, yeah. Probably constipated Come alligator. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Hey, that's not my ball. <laughs> I'll teach you a lesson. Either way, the dude had to have been drunk or high or something. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got for that one. You know, you guys know any anybody named Kyle? Kyle? Yeah. Any people named Kyle? Yeah. Okay. Down in Kyle, Texas, on September 3rd through the 5th, they're trying to get everybody named Kyle to come to Kyle, Texas for a big hot air balloon festival and a big giant festival to try to get the, the world's record into Kyle, Texas, for the most people named Kyle. So, it, so, so Kyle, I guess we're not invited then because we're our, our name's not Kyle. That's right. <laughs> we gotta stay home. So they're having a big thing in Kyle, Texas. They're trying to break world record. So you still have time to get down there. All you people named Kyle. If your name is Kyle, this is your big moment. Good the time you get this comes out. There's still plenty of time to go down there and enjoy the fun. You, I bet taking a roll call will be easy. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. <Dear. laughs> the, Kyle, the Kyle's Pie in the Sky Bloom Festival. Hmm. And so if you're Kyle, go on down there. You got nothing, any more stories, Jill? Nope. Because you got yeah, one, Keith? Um, I do. This one is called Oh No. Facebook Snafu Smells Trouble for a Gardening Group. Apparently in Buffalo, New York, uh, a moderator of a gardening group has run into challenges, uh, especially when Facebook's algorithms flag the word ho uh, as violating community standards. Apparently referring to a different word that doesn't use the E on the end of it, but that is nonetheless often misspelled as the garden tool implement. But the moderator says it has been futile trying to reach Facebook to correct a mistake. Uh, she says it's tough, en- uh-huh. it's tough enough to moderate a gardening group as it is. Uh, there's complaints about woolly bugs and inclement weather and whether people should use this detergent in their gardening for, I don't know why they would do that for, uh, on their plants. Uh, and then there's the word hoe. <laughs> Facebook's algorithms will flag it uh, as not meeting community standards uh, and it will get uh, the their site banned, their post banned. Uh, and it, it happens not only for the members, but even worse, that the administrators themselves use such uh, violating language. It could get the group taken down. Uh, the moderator had had trouble getting a hold of Facebook uh, for her group of over 7,000 members. Uh, uh, because you know they're using a hoe is so common in your garden, it's not like you can go through and 
edit all the posts where it shows up. But Facebook uh, basically says uh, that they reviewed it. It goes against their standards. What it turns out is artificial intelligence uh, on her site. And uh, she kept fighting to get somebody to review it. It took a news reporter contacting Facebook before it says, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll mark you so we're, you, you have to get flagged by a person before we do this one. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things where social medias are so bent out of shape about being uh, the world's uh, police force against uh, uh, bad language or uh, terrorists or incitement that they, it, it kind of takes it too far, you know. Yeah. And they're, and they're difficult to get a hold of to fix. Uh, I, I, you would think that if they're going to have their panties on the bunch about, oh my gosh, you said about word, we got, we must take you down. The least that Facebook could do is give you a good uh, recourse. You know, click here to challenge this. But it, it, like I said, it takes in this person's case, it took, uh, it took uh, getting a hold of a reporter. But wait, that's not the end of the story, apparently, because. There were offending comments that, that sprang up that caused more flagging, like uh, kill them all, drown them in soapy water, <laughs> Japanese beetles are jerks. And, and those added <laughs> comments related to gardening uh, got her flagged again for another round of duking it out with Facebook. Goodness. So hey, having something as simple as a hobby on Facebook with innocuous language. I, this is why I don't think Facebook or Twitter should, they should not be in the business of being the, uh, the world's thought police. Right. And if they do, they need to give an avenue to say, Hey, wait a minute. You guys don't get it. Hmm. I was at have one more story, but I can stop with that one. I got, I have another world record story. And it's not this other dude. Patrick Cunningham and Stan Coffin of Virginia brought home a little piglet. It was eight weeks old. And it lives in their house. It's a potbelly pig. And it's the world's oldest pig in captivity. Can you guess it? Take a guess at how old you think this pig might be. Three. <laughs> oldest, I would say 23. Uh, 25. Oh, well, that's because Jill already knows the answer. <laughs> 23 year old pig. Thanks, Jill. Good guess. <laughs> she, read, she read the headline too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and their, their pig, Baby Jane, is the name of it. They brought it home and um, they had they have two sons. Apparently, they're adopted children. Um, one is twelve, and one is fourteen. And they decided that they wanted to have a pot belly pig too. So they have a second one that they brought into the mix in 2014, and it is Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Inside. Petunia or something. <laughs> Inside joke. I thought it'd be called Wilbur and Charlotte or something. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> but anyway, 
that's an old bacon there, 22 years old. And it's still alive and kicking. Wow. Remember the story. I bet it's bacon has wrinkled if it's that old. <laughs> <laughs> Got wrinkly bacon on his belly. Bacon leaks. Leak. Yeah. Well, I, I, I could do one more, but I think I'll, I'll hold it for next time. Uh, Avon calling. Take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure-filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com slash T. Hogan Helpsleep. That is front slash T H O G A N. H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. So this is oh. part of this podcast where we move on to uh, what's our next segment? Jill's wor- Weird Words. Jill's Words. Unless you tell you one more comment to make or what? No, Jill's Words. I say Jill's Words. Jill's Words. The Quiz Kids. Bright, lovable youngsters ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. Weird words, weird words. All right. Well, my first word is uh, Habnab. H A B N A B. It's like Hobnob, only you have a Boston accent. <laughs> That's what they do in Boston when you go Hobnobbing. Hobnobbing. Hanging with the elite. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or maybe it's the reverse you're hanging with the little drag to society I don't know. <laughs> it's the knob at the end of a staircase I don't know. oh well that's a good thought but it is at random or by chance so if it just happens to happen like a random grandkid I have right here yeah asking why, why you're at school random stuff okay random kid <laughs> Next word is the tiliquent. D E N T I L O Q U E N T. The dentiloquent. Wow. I know, like, eloquent refers to speech. So, dent is like little dips in uh, your roof <laughs> or, or <laughs> sheet metal that sounds good they're they're ring there we go it's sheet metal with, with dents in it that, that makes ringing sounds so. uh-huh. well what do you think terry any ideas or, or i'm gonna pass i don't know dent has to do with your teeth so it's the sound your teeth make when it's like you have false teeth, teeth oh, oh, oh you're getting so close it's talking through your teeth I guess oh. you keep your teeth together when you're talking. You talk, 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 you
I guess that's it. what happens if your top teeth get loose and fall to your bottom teeth, your false teeth, and then they can't open. <laughs> get locked, Joe. Uh, there you go. <laughs> okay, this next word you guys will know, malarkey. Oh, you're yeah. full of malarkey. The president is full of malarkey. You're full of baloney. It's like baloney. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah, it's a lot of malarkey. <laughs> Answer is nonsense. So, yeah, fake news, fake whatever. You're full of malarkey. I, I figured you'd know malarkey. Our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this next word is sialiquin. It's S I A L O Q U E N T. Oquint words, so it has to do with, with speech speaking somehow. Sialoquint is that what you said? Yeah, sialoquint. It's like Cialis like an, for the mouth. I don't know. Sounds like an Irish word. <laughs> well, he was he was half right. It has to do with talking, <laughs> but it's, it's talking too much. Terry, oh sorry, <laughs> it's spitting. Spitting oh, while talking, if you have like that. Sylvester the cat does the yeah, flobber. Oh, <laughs> like Rudy Giuliani does. Oh, oh he does it too. <laughs> yes, yeah, spitting when he's talking. Suffering suck attack. Give you a shower when he speaks. I never met him, so I wouldn't know. Okay, well, they the did next... cover it on the news. They, they have reporters talking is... to him with like um, with umbrellas on, raincoats. <laughs> raincoats. <laughs> The next word is capernited, C-A-P-E-R-N-O-I-T-E-D, capernited. Capernited, yeah, anointed. Capernited. You were anointed with caps. Yeah, you you have an oily (laughs) cap put on your head. Capernited. Hmm. This word means intoxicated. Well, you ought to be to say that word. Yeah. If, if, you, if, you, if you can no longer say that word, then you are. I'm capadoidated. <laughs> Did you know if we slow our speed down, just like on Earth Oddity or our podcast, it sounds like we're drunk if you slow the speed down. <laughs> I haven't bothered about that. <laughs> And if you speed us up, we sound like chipmunks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got one more word. It's a long one, but it's got a funny meaning. Okay. Mm. Yep, it's Rada. Hold on, let me go back. Renata Lexamania. Wow. It's R H I N O, Rhino T. I L L E X O M A N I A. Afraid of getting Ren- a bloody nose. Ren- it's a, it's a Ren- crazy rhinoceros. Renatalexomania. <laughs> it's a crazy rhinoceros on the loose. Somebody who gets a bloody nose a lot. Well, you guys have got the nose part right. It has something to do with your nose. Yeah. Picking your nose. Yep. Eat your boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessive nose picking, yes. Ooh. Terry got one right. Yeah, Finally, the right first one ever. The huh? <laughs> <laughs> first one ever. Yeah. I got it right. Yay. 
That was on my I got list. Some like, other ones, right? I had to have that last one on there. It's like, oh yeah, nose picking has got to be on that sound. Nose picking fool. <laughs> Just like our dad used to say, his kids had their prettiest noses because they're hand picked. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of that's a joke we can say here. What's the difference between broccoli and boogers? You can't get a kid to eat broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be true. Yeah. But... So now. All right. So what happens now? We got to guess it's time for my top ten. Yay! Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, tonight we are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. I was having some difficulties this morning, but I chose this one here, which is uh, 10 everyday things that can double as a deadly weapon. Dun, dun, dun. But, I mean, I don't know when this was written. Probably a long time ago. <laughs> Number 10 is a belt buckle pistol. Huh. It was invented by the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. and the Nazis invented it back in World War One. They tried to perfect it during World War Two, and they still couldn't get it right. But it was a belt, but a pistol that was on your belt buckle. I guess maybe it's a big giant belt buckle, like a rodeo belt buckle, and you open it up and pistol inside. I guess I don't know. Huh. Number nine. Oh, crap. Hold on. Oh, no, you can use crap as a weapon? <laughs> no. I, yeah, you're afraid. You eat crap and die. <laughs> I had to run. I had to. But, okay, number nine is a Bob Simple Tank. Back in World War One, I, I think it was World War One, in New Zealand, in Australia, in World War II, okay, um, they didn't have any, they were afraid they were going to be attacked by the Japanese. They, uh, the, what I said, simple bomb tank, all they did was took a, a Caterpillar bulldozer and put uh, some machine guns on it. That's huh. kind of what that was, but um, just a. Break it down short and simple. Yeah, they had some weird uh, <laughs> weapons in World War II that were uh, based off of tanks and stuff. They didn't have any. I mean, that's all. That's what they had for a tank. They put some extra armor around it and put some machine guns on it. I, I had a picture, but <laughs> hmm. that's how I get the trick done. Number eight was key key guns. They were a single shot gun that, that looked like a key. A, a big skeleton key, not a key anymore. You know, the keys anymore are so small. You know. But uh, again, it was another type of gun. It was looked like a key. Um, then uh, number seven. <laughs> number seven is poop, arrows, and bombs. Hey, you can't <laughs> shoot poop at people. You said crap a while ago. Didn't even know you meant it. <laughs> poop, arrows, and bombs. Back at you know, the, the, it, it's like when the monkeys are up in the trees and they throw poop at you. <laughs> uh, they take the arrows, you know, you take the arrows and you dip it in, and they would dip it in venom, human blood, and or human feces, 
and shoot right. people and kill you. You have to yeah, air, kind of air that other stuff the tip, yeah. And then uh, the Chinese in the 12th century built bombs made out of gunpowder. The Chinese? And poop. Yep. So that, na- that name is right. Who flung down? Chinese flung down. Number six is a plow gun. Farmers way back when they, they all that really was was they just attached a rifle to the side of their plow. So if they're out plowing their field huh. and somebody comes along to you take shelter behind land. the plow and shoot at them. They, yeah, they well, what if they come them. from the other direction and your gun's pointed on your plow a different way? <laughs> well, you can take it off. And, and Oh, I didn't know. I guess they didn't have welding back then. I thought they attached it with something more than just probably a leather strap. A strap, yeah. Uh, and a flip knife. That was six. Number five is uh, oh, a cue baton. When I heard, see, when my thing was this, it sounds like saying a cute button, you know. A uh, cute button. Don't have a cute button at somebody. Hey, look at well, my button. Sniff it. Squirt water in your face. It's a cue baton. <laughs> it's a, you know, one of those things that's uh, like a little six inch baton. Oh. And Push the button and extend it. Crack somebody in the <clears throat> test, yeah. I've seen those before. Test tickles. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is uh, walking canes with guns, swords, and other things like that. You know, the, over the years, time, you know, you can have a have a sword disguised as a cane. You're walking, you just pull it out of this sheaf, whatever. Did I tell you guys when we were camping, I had my cane laying on the picnic table and I was using the Seeing AI app, taking pictures different directions to see what was around. And the one time I actually had it pointed at the table and it said it may be a gun laying on a wooden table. <laughs> so when your cane is folded up, it looks similar to a gun, a gun to was... the Seeing AI app. <laughs> well, I was... Uh, on that topic, uh, I think it was up at Heinz the, in the leather shop. They used to have make a leather holster for your cane. It went on your belt. Whenever you're in class, you just slip your cane into it, and we just pull it out and continue on after the class. Well, some <laughs> of the vets would wear those downtown. You know, when people would give the double take. Oh my gosh, you can't take that out here. Oh, I thought it was a gun because <laughs> it was a cane holster. It's on your belt like a holster. Yeah. Like, no, no, look at this. You fold up the cane to attach it. Oh, okay. You could be the fastest cane user in the West. <laughs> I always thought when they were folded up, they resembled the lightsaber from Star Wars. <laughs> now they got a laser laser printer up there at Heinz where you can laser. Press you out a cane, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was there. Let's go to number three. Number three is uh, scooter and artillery. Now, this was kind of weird. When I read about this here, it's like the scooter is just a scooter, but in, uh, let's see what cu- cu- country. Now, now, when you say a scooter, while you're looking it up, my mind goes to that little thing that people drive around Walmart when they're shopping. <laughs> so you, well, have, you have somebody who doesn't, don't walk well, and they can ride your scooter and have artillery. <laughs> right. Get I, my I, way. I, I, I,
What I hear, I think of little kids riding around on a little scooter with oh, yeah. your well, foot scooter. But there's actually little scooters, you know, like the little gas-powered scooters. In France, they would use that to like drop in. You know, they could they were easily lightweight. They could parachute them in with the troops and stuff, and then they would ride on it, and then they could stop, and then they get off of it, set up artillery. They have a little bell. Ding, ding, How ding, does that ding, make ding, a scooter ding. a weapon? I don't get it. <laughs> you know, so. I thought you to put like a bomb on the thing and then give it turn to it, it on and it. point it towards your enemy and let it drive closer instead yeah. of you being Do on a kamikaze. It. <laughs> give it to yeah. a kid to ride into town. Right as pencil as Nazis are with your kid. Okay. <laughs> Number two is uh, let me see when they invented this one. I during World War One, um, this guy—let me get his name—Albert Baconcraft of England invented a a helmet that had a, a gun, and you could use it as a cooking utensil. <laughs> so you had a helmet gun, and then when you wasn't using it as a gun or a helmet, you could cook in it. <laughs> yeah! Wow! Whatever. That must well, have been the first steel pots you could technically do that with, although I don't know anyone who actually did. <laughs> yeah. I used to put water in it, shave in it, but I didn't ever really like yeah. fire, but just, you know. And then they came with the Kevlar helmets, which sucked. You couldn't even sit on those things, man. You'd break them. But, huh. but uh, I was just saying that was over in England. So that must have been like the first uh, English army knife instead of swiss army knife yeah and three in one helmet (laughs) (laughs) number one aunt jemima flower bomb what (laughs) all right back in uh during world war ii not the civil war huh george bukowski (laughs) and the oss invented in the cia Developed an edible baking flour that doubled as a bomb. It wow. called Aunt Jemima. Talk about dropping an F bomb. Baking flour and explosives. And you could you could actually eat it, but they were advised not to eat it because it could upset your stomach. You, you could eat it when you, when you went poop. It's like plastic. You see where you can mold the poop in different shapes. And things go boom. Well, you see, which, they which said, also adds meaning to the to Homer Simpson when he would say, "Baby, go boom boom." <laughs> it says that you can mix it up and you can shape it and you and attach a detonator and and blow things up, but. You know, if they were, if somebody was coming, you could easily bake it in the oven and and, or, and eat it, and nobody would know the difference. I bet it tasted a lot better with syrup and butter. The, the Germans <laughs> overrun you. Look, Nazis, I, I baked you a loaf of bread. Behind <laughs> 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 Number three. Number three. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And it, you know, <laughs> well, so that's all my top man. 10 list there. But. So I guess it's time to go on to our anchor topic. <laughs> the topic is low vision. 
And I noticed on the uh, note that the Heinz support group is doing today or has done today has to do with uh, has to do with like vest and general benefits of getting blindness rehab. So I thought what I, what I would do is we always talk about we we have these seven categories we like to rotate through. I, I want to just kind of read those off and then if you want to comment on those, but then I, I do have, remember how we have the ask the host anything segment. I have some questions for that. Okay. Maybe and we I, can switch to that too. And then we have, we have one email left to do. Hmm. So let me grab my list of stuff here. There's seven general areas uh, based on the, how the high, uh, the, the Heinz uh, blind center the, 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 the VA system works and it seems to be the same in, in other civilian rehab systems. Uh, the first thing uh, is, is the VIST. In other words, knowing how to find support and get support uh, and get initially in the system, uh, your VIST visual impairment services team leader can also help afterwards with support groups Although you don't see people doing that very often, but I wish they would do more with that. Now, the VIST that we have in St. Louis is actually doing a pretty good job with that, whereas the previous one was not. <laughs> the second area. Terrible. Huh? Terrible. He was terrible. And, you know, on the civilian market, even, I think they dropped the ball a lot. Because you would think that, oh, I'm going to get a hold of the, uh, the you know, Bureau of Blind Services or whatever it may be called in your state. And you would think that, hey, uh, I, I work with blind people all the time. I'm in touch with blind people all over the county, all over the state. Let me hook you up with a support group or let me start a, a phone-in support group. You, you almost never see that. And I wish more people would do that. So, you know, I guess under this area would be where groups like the MCAB come into play is giving you ongoing support once or even impact I know they do a lot of support yeah. groups uh, and, and so under the category one is both getting into the system and having a good ongoing support group uh, the second area is orientation and mobility that's important for a blind person. I know you got to know how to use your cane. Because orientation just means what direction are you facing? What's around you to your you know, front, left, right? Where am I? Look, Where listen am for, I? for traffic sounds, trying to figure out which way is north, which way do I need to go? And mobility is just simply walking. You're moving from one place to another. Excuse me. Now, that yeah. could also include walking a route. I'm going to walk to the post office. That means... I need to walk four blocks north and three blocks west and, you know, whatever the rest of your route may be. So that's could be part of mobility as well. Yep. Knowing the bus or, or mass transit that may be available, how do you catch this line to go to that line to get to your destination? Those, these are all things to know. And even if you live in a rural area, 
Like, oh, we don't have buses. I'm going to do call a cab to go to the store. Well, you could. You could walk. Uh, don't be afraid to do that. Uh, the next it's area. It's easier to walk through the store, but then get your ride back because then you'll have groceries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next area is communications, which, you know, even though you're blind, you still need to talk with people. If you mean yep. using a telephone, uh, using a letter, writing a note, the shopping list. There's different ways to do that, whether it be Braille or electronic. Yep. And, and, and using a phone's per, pretty much been the same for the last 50 years. You have, back then, a rotary dial, but anymore, a touchstone buttons are all the same. The next area is living skills. Wait, yeah, that's right, living skills. And this is a, covers a broad area. We actually talked about this last week, the week before too, a little bit. It's just how you do things you do from the time you wake up to go to sleep. It could even be you know, how do you make your bed? How do you wash your clothes? How do you cook a meal? How do you do things? Yeah. One of the tips that I could tell people when I would make my bed, the comforter that goes on the top was striped. And so I put a little uh, gold-colored safety pin in one corner and thinking this little bitty safety pin, nobody will ever notice it's on my bed and that way I know my blanket's going on the right direction because the safety pin goes the same way the stripes did. And one day when my mother-in-law was over, I washed my sheets and was making ready to go make my bed. She says, wait, 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 there's a safety pin on your blanket. Yes, I know. <laughs> I said, little Miss Eagle Eye had to notice this one little bit. I don't want you to pin. poke yourself on that safety pin. <laughs> well, it's a safety pin for a reason. It's safe. Yeah. I was like, I know it's there. I said, that's how I know which way my blanket goes on my uh -oh. bed. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, the next area is uh, low vision, which is what we could be talking about today. But none of us have had low vision for a while. Uh, so talking about magnifiers and lighting, I don't know how often, how many ways we could do that, actually. Sometime we'll have to get a guest person come on and talk about their low vision, somebody that, from the group or somebody to help us with that segment. In, in low vision, there, there could be compounding problems. You know, if you have like glaucoma, you have tunnel vision, so you don't see things on the side, but in the front you see fine. Or uh, there's various yeah. definitions of low vision. It's not sometimes just, a little marijuana will clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theory. Um, <laughs> moving on, uh, computers, uh, which covers, of course, hey, a lot of areas. Uh, your, your smartphone technically is a phone, but it technically is really the miniature computer you keep in your pocket. The computers are so helps you with that too. <laughs> uh, the computers uh, having accessible technology, it, it definitely does not keep a blind person from doing all the computers are things. wonderful when they work correctly. When they're working good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's always those, those fun days where you click it on and then you wait and wait and wait and wait. I know it. I clicked it. Let me try it again. Nothing. Try it again. Nothing. Press and hold to kill it. Wait for a while. Press and hold to kill it. Wait for okay. Well, next one. 
got to call somebody. Look, look at my screen. What's going on? So there, there's days like that. Hmm. Uh, manual skills, and that's the last seventh area. Uh, so these are the, the seven broad areas that we like to rotate through. And I would really uh, like to get listener feedback. Uh, give us a, an idea. Is there something in one of these areas that you want to hear more about? What do we do? How can we give some tips or pointers? Because uh, you know, manual skills, anything to do with your hands. I mean, it could be any Playing hobby. Guitar, any kind of hobby. Piano. Uh, piano. Instruments. It could be uh, small engine repair. It could be uh, woodworking. Yeah, anything in the shop, woodworking, metalworking, ceramics, you know, whatever you can think of to do with your hands. Diaper changing. Oh, yeah, there we go. That could be. Right, Terry, you describe for, how you change a diaper for some people. Well, I only mentioned because I found out my stepdaughter's pregnant. So. Well, before we uh, move into our letter we have from a listener, we do have uh, asked the host, and this is actually some would you rather questions. You're not fit to talk to an idiot. Okay, then I'll have to write your notes. I might skip over a couple of these. They, they sound like they're the same thing to me. Would you rather say everything is on your mind or never speak again? Terry? <laughs> speak everything on my mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That a lot business. of other people would like for me to do the other. Business as usual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we would want to speak everything on our mind, too, because it'd be awfully quiet if we couldn't talk. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm be a toss up. Uh, there's times speaking your mind is all right, and there's times it's like I don't have anything to say. Yeah, which I guess is speaking my mind. So sure, speak my mind. I guess I'm gonna pick that one. Uh, would you rather have a ten hour dinner from uh, with I mean a headstrong politician from an opposing party or attend a ten hour Concert from a musical group you detest. Oh my goodness! Musical one, hmm? a musical one for me. Yeah, well, I, I don't quite get what that means by a ten-hour dinner. I mean, I w- give me a half an hour and I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna do with the rest of the nine and a half hours? Listen uh, to the politician. I guess. <laughs> uh, he would uh, watch me sleep. <laughs> Yeah, you can watch me sleep. I, I, I suppose, you know, if you were actually able to have a dialogue with said politician, possibly, but it does say headstrong, which I'm going to say he's not going to listen to you. So, no. Yeah, I would rather sit through better. <laughs> the music that I don't like. Because you could always sleep through that. I, I can sit up in the nosebleed <laughs> section far away. I don't have to be in the mosh pit. <laughs> take a 10 hour nap yeah yep. i think i'd rather do that me also would you rather have many good friends or one very best friend many good friends 
just because the more the merrier. Okay. Yeah, because that way you don't Thanks. overburden somebody. You have plenty of friends to call on for stuff. I don't know. I, I think I would just take one good friend that I would just have to tell one person everything. <laughs> what your wife already knows about. Because <laughs> she hears it all. I already have too many friends that I tell everything to already. You know? uh, I, you, put I, it on I Facebook. Think, tell everybody at once. <laughs> I, I think that the way life works is we tend to have really w- one good friend, you know, one best friend, as it were. And everyone else is just kind of eh, out there. But I, you know, I, and that's how I was leaning when I first put the question in here. But I think, you know, Jill makes some sense there. If you have a lot of friends that are, they're good friends, maybe not your best friend. But, you know, that way you don't have to you know, always ask somebody, hey, can you take me to the ride? Can you take me to the doctor? Can you help me go shopping? Can you help me? Whatever. Do you have friends to spread out? Uh, I do have um, another one. Let me see. But the, the one sounds kind of like the other one because it says, would you rather meet the president of the United States or a movie star? A movie star. Yeah, I would be tossed up in the air on that one. I... It depends. It, yeah, it would depend. Um, what movie star? <laughs> yeah, who is she? <laughs> it depends on what president you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that and which movie star, because there are some stars out there. I guess we don't know if it's a movie star one you like, sure, or one you know, because sometimes I don't know. You don't know all of them. They probably go here, meet this person, and you're like, and who is this person? <laughs> and, and by meet, what do you mean by that? Do you mean you're in a reception line? Hey, how you doing? And shake your hand and walk on through. Or do you yeah. mean like you're actually going to sit down and have a conversation and or what? Um, I don't know. It, it, I would be tossed up on that. Anyway, uh, that's all I got for the questions. So let's move on to uh, our letters. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? From our crazy listeners. <laughs> just, just one listener this time. <laughs> I, I call this abdominal pain. I think this might be a story that Terry can relate to. Hi, Terry, Jill, and Keith. I have a story about my husband's recent medical treatment. Early one morning, my husband, who works at a funeral home, woke me up. He was complaining about severe abdominal pains. We rushed to the emergency room where tests were performed to determine the source of his pain. My husband decided not to have me called in sick for him to the, the funeral home where he works. He wanted to see how the tests were going to come out, just to make sure it was nothing serious or not. But with all the symptoms, and at his age, we're beginning to think it might be his kidneys. Sure enough, the results came back, and the nurse informed us that, true to our suspicions, he was suffering from a kidney stone. 
Now, <laughs> knowing the cause of his pain, I left the decision up to him when I asked, you know, whether she call from work. I turned to him, my husband and asked, would you like me to call the funeral home now? <laughs> <laughs> With a scornful look, the nurse turned to me and snapped, honey, it's only a kidney stone. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that sick. <laughs> Oprah makes it on the show <laughs> from Adelia O'Bannon. Oh, this, from Ireland. I should have that in the Irish accent if I want to. Uh, uh, <laughs> Hospital County Limerick, Ireland. Hospital County. Everybody in that county. No, it, the they, they have counties over there. So it's oh. the town is hospital and it's from County Limerick. Oh, it makes okay. you want to read it in a poetic fashion, but I don't know how to do that either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's our letter of the week. Uh, oh, no, wait. Well, I do have a second one here. I thought I didn't know I had a second one. Maybe uh, it just came in. Yeah. It says, <laughs> hey there, host of That Sounds Funny. Uh, you guys always ask for a funny life story. So here's one when my daughter was just beginning school. My husband has always had a beard. One day he decided to shave it off. Uh-oh. He came into the room where our five-year-old daughter was playing and asked her, do you notice anything different? To what she replied with a puzzled look on her face, no. My husband asked again and added, my beard's gone. Now, her puzzled look disappeared and was replaced with those innocent eyes. And she said, I didn't take it. <laughs> so, I thought she was wondering who the stranger was. <laughs> I don't have a name Are on that you? one. I thought I had a name. But this is from uh, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. But we got to laugh out of the story. Well, there is a name, Natalie Tabor. So. I don't know you. All right. Final thought time. All right. You know why Mozart ran to the restroom? To compose his next movement. <laughs> oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Who else has one? Well, let me tell you. If you try to fail and succeed, what have you done? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh. I'm starting meetings at my house for people who have OCD. I don't have it, but I'm just hoping it took one look around and start cleaning. <laughs> do you know do you know what kind of cheese goes great around the castle? Uh-huh. Mozzarella. (laughs) 
cemetery to me <laughs> that's correct a graveyard oh. Oh. Mm. a little riddle I ran out of thoughts I had to get a riddle <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that's all I got it. I just got the one more uh, the child's greatest period of growth is the month right after you purchase new school clothes From my from my uh, new Ziggy device, oh. sure, I can play sure. it. I'll just play it. Why did the human cross the road? Because a neural impulse in the brain directed the muscles in the legs to contract and extend in that direction. <laughs> Scientifically <laughs> true, but not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's what I did in my office, you know, because. You can now change the voice of your Amazon device. Oh. You can, but for some reason, the one here in my dining room, Alexa, change your voice. I'm afraid I can't change my voice. She can't do it for some reason. All my other ones can. The one on my phone can change to the male voice, the one at my office, the one in my bedroom. All of them will change except this one. Is it an older model? No, this is the newest one. Weird. Well, technology. But anyway, this is part of the show where we close out and say this is your host signing off. Saying thanks for listening. Bye bye. See you next week. And uh, go pee. Yeah, make sure you leave us a rating and review. That'll and, be my closing uh, thing. <laughs> tell a friend about us. These are all ways to help us grow our listenership, and you can be part of group. Subscribe. Listen. Podcast download. Yeah, the more the more subscriptions and downloads we get, the higher we get boosted up to the top of the charts. That sounds funny. TSF. <laughs>
at thatsoundsfunny.com. If we're ready to stop, I guess I can find the button and stop. Yep.